ahead with our opinion, and we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America Women's Radio Network. To the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Good morning. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, and you're listening to the Catherine Zox Show this morning with Lauren Deller, president of Big Fish Nation, and my business coach. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I'm good, thank you. It is it is early morning on the West Coast, and I was thinking about this, Lauren. What is it, 7 o'clock out there, and I'm on the East Coast, and I don't have to do my show till 10 o'clock in the morning. I, when they asked me to do the show, I'm thinking, I can't do a show at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's got to be 10 o'clock. <laughs> It's a good thing you live on the East Coast, then. It is. Eastern Standard Time. That's it. And, you know, our uh, roundup for the show this morning, we have some really not only gorgeous and beautiful women, but very bright and powerful women. Uh, we're on the Women's Network. We're also on the Health and Wellness uh, Network at Voice America, both of those, uh, and Voice America. So I want you, people to know they can listen to us on Saturday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and you can also go to the archives because um, my mother said to me, oh, I missed your show last week. And I said, Ma, you never miss my show. You can listen to it. Just go to voiceamerica.com, click on, go to the archives. You can hear me 24-7 if you want to. <laughs> so uh, nobody can miss our show. But we've got Miss America on the show this morning. Lauren Nelson. Did you see her picture on the on the site, on the website? I did. Yeah. She you're, is. you're right. Uh, uh, Gorgeous lineup today. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> uh, uh, you know exactly. My my three boys, and they're all in their twenties. Heard that I was going to have Lauren on the show, and they were real interested. And uh, but she's doing some great stuff. I mean, some things for kids. One of her initiatives, obviously, and what we're going to talk about today. Uh, her goal is to heighten the awareness for protecting our children on the internet. Uh, the real concern for online predators, which is a big, big issue. Big deal. And, yeah. And something you're going to have to worry about, too. I mean, you have... Uh, I think about that. It's yeah. scary. A soon-to-be two-year-old, and what are you going to do? Well, she's going to tell us what you can do. I mean, she's doing some... They, Miss, the Miss America organization um, has partnered with the Children's Educational Network, and they have some software, which was, will be great for parents and even grandparents, whoever's taking care of the kids, to keep them safe from these online predators. Also, Lauren is uh, here's another lady. She is she is also beautiful, gorgeous, brilliant. She's the deputy editor in chief of Harper's Bazaar. Uh-huh. Wrote a new book or wrote her a called Get Yours: The Girlfriend's Guide to Having Everything You've Ever Dreamed of and More. It sounds like the for everybody needs that book. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but how are you going to do it? But you know, I I think about this though, and I, I really should ask both of them. Um, we have two Laurens on, Lauren and Lauren, although you spell your name differently. But you know, these gals are they you know they're really smart, they're beautiful, they have all these you know accoutrements and assets. Can just ordinary people accomplish what they've accomplished? I mean, there's got to be something. You know, they've got something else there going on too. Or, you know, you're the business coach. You're the life coach. Can we do it too? You know, it's interesting. We have this conversation. My um, my current nanny has this conversation, and she insists on telling me after lots of reading that attractive people are more successful in the world. And you know, it's sad, but I'm sure there's a there's an inkling of truth there. She's right. She's right. She's right. <laughs> I mean, she is right. Well, the thing is, if you have, if you're real, if you are attractive. 
and then you're bright, and then you're motivated, and you put all of those things together, you are going to do better than, uh, I don't know what you say, fortunately or unfortunately, but that's a fact. Well, I also think that there's a lot of beautiful, there's a lot of people that don't think they're beautiful, so they don't. They don't put, wear it well, and it's, it does affect their success. So there's that issue, too. You, know, that so people you could can be, be beautiful but not feel it, and then you're not going to, that's going to be, have a negative impact, Absolutely. right? Don't you think? I think so. I think yeah. that if we don't think we're beautiful, then we don't, do, we don't do the things to make us look beautiful, so we're not perceived as beautiful in the world. Lauren, here's a statistic. Did you know and that most that most of the presidents of the United States, and I'm going to say at least three-quarters or more, have been of a certain height, tall. Yeah, over, they're over 6'2 or something, isn't it? Yeah, very imposing figures and that a very short guy doesn't have a chance. Well, I was thinking of Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> right, right, right. It's true, and I have heard that statistic. that um, our, Most of our, I think it's like, did you say three quarters? It's, a hu- it's even bigger than that, isn't it? Yeah, I made up the statistic, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's even. It, there's only a few presidents who have been... Under sure. a certain, yeah, under, under a certain, and short is interesting because it, our presidents are just been very tall, very, very tall. Yeah. If you, see them next to, if you see them next to anybody, you know, of typical stature, yeah. So what does that say for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's a little lady, you know. I, I've, she, seen I've seen her in person, too. She is a small woman. But you know what? I think that... that they can't apply to females, I don't think. It's got, I mean, I think it's different. I think it is about um, what people, how they're perceived, and their looks are part of it. Yes, they are. And, and we, we have to take responsibility for our looks, I think. I think that there's room for that conversation as well. All right, so when you say we have to take responsibility, what do you mean? I think that, you know, I can wake up in the morning and roll out of bed and look like, you know, not so great, but, you know, give me a shower, put on a little makeup, do my hair, Voila, transformation, you know. <laughs> Run four miles, take care of yourself. But you are, but see, you also have that just basic, I mean, you're good looking. You're, I mean, not, I'm not saying you don't work on it, you don't take care of yourself and take, make good choices because you do have to do that, I agree. But you too are very attractive. And, um, I don't, you know, I sort of met you not when you were really young, so I don't know what you looked like then, but, um, you're a good-looking woman. You're successful. Well, thank you. And I do think that, you know, I, I, there, I could go, yeah, there's days that you could walk around, uh, you know, in the public and feel like, you know, I threw on a baseball cap today and, you know, <laughs> my, you know, frumpy clothes, and that's not going to look so attractive, you know, and that's, that, so the choice is, do we do, we do that regularly and is that how we're perceived? Or well, I think do we the not? older you get, you have, you, you have to be more conscious about how, how you dress and what makeup you wear and making sure that your hair is done and you really do have to, I think, pay closer attention to it. I think that's just the fact. I mean, that's and that's okay. The older I get, the more expensive clothes I buy because they look better on me. And so I'll make that investment. You know, why not invest in yourself? Women had a difficulty investing in themselves. I would agree with that. I absolutely, and I would, I too am of the mindset too these days that I'd rather have a couple really nice things or a couple really comfortable expensive shoes than 20 pairs of things that don't, uh, you know, clothes that aren't, shoes that aren't comfortable. They're not comfortable. They look like they're not as exactly. expensive. They just don't look as nice, and maybe your body isn't exactly like Miss America, so you have to cover <laughs> up certain areas, and, you know, the better the fabric, it does cover it up does. The, the, does. the little wrinkles and the lumps and the bumps and stuff like that. So, you know, if that that's my advice to the women over 40. You know, dress for success, dress well, 
get a good dye job. How many women have you seen that get their hair dyed blonde? It looks like hell. It's uh, like all that, like they did it at home with the tiny <laughs> permanent thing. And it's a big look these days. Yes. It's out you, there in a lot of places, and it's not so becoming on everybody. It is true. Get an expensive dye job and, and you know, be good shoes and... Nice clothes. Nice clothes and even makeup, although I don't, you know, most makeup is pretty good. I don't know that you can even tell the difference between some of the very, very expensive high-end makeup and maybe the middle-of-the-road. I think the middle-of-the-road makeup is good, too, whatever, you know, I mean. I would, yeah, I would agree with you. I, have, I haven't found a huge difference either. What do you wear? I wear Lancome. I do the basic. I mean, I, I bounce around. I don't, I'm not committed to any one brand. Oh, so you like you'll go into a department store and you'll just like go to each one of the I'll counters. I'll try something different, yeah. And I just hone in on the same one every time, and then they're always trying to sell me something. And I well, and, <laughs> and well, if I bought, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I've moved recently, as you know, so I've been looking at the whole the whole foods line of makeup, which is just you know there's less chemicals in it. So I've been checking it out. No, I didn't know about it. Whole Foods, what is that? Whole, you mean the Whole Foods market where you buy? Food? Yeah, they have a whole makeup section. So tell me about it. What what is it? Yeah, I never. I've just it's just less chemicals, more naturally made, and um, I'm trying it to see, you know, is it as good as the stuff that you can get in the department store? And there's things that I like about it, and there's things that I don't like. Some mascaras seem to be, you know, they're not as uh, they run more. They're not as, but I like it. I think the products are are just as good. They're very pricey, but I like them because it feels they're, they're more natural. They're um, you know less less. Chemically, toxic. Less, yeah, toxic. less exactly, less, less toxic. toxic. But and I figure on my face, I would, I would like less toxins. You know. So they probably sell those what they call those nutraceuticals. They're not really pharmaceuticals, and they're not. They sort of, but they have. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nutraceuticals. Yeah, I do. So I'm, not, I'm not sure they're calling them that. I, they're just to me. They're what they're how they're promoting it is less chemicals in there. So. so you can go to Whole Foods. This is anywhere in the United States. and you can, <laughs> You're a great advertisement. I, yes, I just learned you something. Can. I, yeah. You can. It's true. They have a whole makeup section now. It's amazing, and, isn't it? Yeah. Do they have a gal there who helps? You yes, know, they do. And what about the lipsticks? They ha- I have found some great new lipsticks. I'm so excited about them. Good colors, like... Big bold colors. Not that I'm big and bold, but you know I can get away with some darker colors, and I love that at night. And, you know, in the evenings if I'm going out. Yeah. So not, and they're more like a chapstick, so they feel really good on your lips. Listen to me. I can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> you were doing an infomercial. I'm, like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to head out to Whole Foods though because I I just. You I don't have to go know to where Boston, my friend, don't you? Where's your Yeah, but I head straight for the vegetable department. I never knew <laughs> how, the, how the hell did I know where it was going to be? No, so uh, next time I will, yeah, Boston. Boston's our closest place, you know, for us here in uh, up in, in New York. Well, not New York City, but yeah, I didn't. I thought just fruits and vegetables and all the other stuff that you eat, but. What a great idea. I mean, I you talk know. about marketing. Isn't that a great marketing idea? And it's good. It is a good marketing. And they have everything. Whole Foods is really, they have everything. And it's good for you. And now you've got the makeup that's good for you. It's going to end up, Whole Foods will end up being one of those one-stop shopping places. It's becoming that, for sure. And let me tell you, you have to only go once because you spend your whole paycheck there. <laughs> <laughs> And see, what's really bad is if women go in and they go and they buy all this makeup and then they don't have enough money left over to buy the food for the family. Oh, no, no, no. Go, no. go get the food first. Yeah, yep. Let's have our priorities right. Yeah, but I'm not so sure. Who knows if that's what's going to happen. That's, that could be one of the problems. But they don't have a pharmacy there yet, do they? No pharmacy. because Well, they do have a like a whole you know supplement section. 
Yeah, so well, that, that is the pharmacy because people that are into, you know, all natural are going to, rather than do the drugs necessarily, they're going to try the, farm, you know, the herbs and and mineral herbs. <laughs> yeah, herbs and spices. Do you do that? I've tried. I even used to try it with my kids. I mean, Absolutely. I'd ask, yeah, I, I'd try that first. I'd ask the pediatrician. He'd say, well, you have nothing to lose and see if that worked first before I started giving them medication. Oh, definitely. I always do that first. I, I have Sierra. We take kick it immune. <laughs> yeah. And she loves it. She'll go to the cabinet and she'll, she asks for it and she, I let her have it, you know. So that's cool. Yeah, that's much better than like, that's a whole other show and I do want to do a show on that because we are drugging our children. Oh, I it's think a we major are too. problem. That's a next week's show, right? Yeah, well, if you can think of a guest, get a guest. <laughs> we'll work uh, on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, do we have one minute? I got, uh, we are, Almost time to go to break, I think. I've got uh, Lauren is all set. Miss America, she's going to uh, be coming up next. Lauren, if, you, if you call me Miss America, I won't respond. I'm getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> You're Lauren, L-O-R-I-N, and Lauren Nelson is L-A-U-R-E-N. Lauren Nelson, Miss America 2007. She's coming up next in the show. And if you want to go to the, for more information about what we're going to be talking about, you can go to MissAmericaKids.com. You can do it while we're talking or after the show. And uh, Lauren Nelson, Miss America 2007, talking about her digital crusade for online child welfare. And her goal is to heighten the awareness for protecting our children on the Internet. A very important agenda. You're listening to Catherine Zock on Voice America Women. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm your social worker with a microphone. I have three children, and I've been raising my 16-year-old sister. Mary Gallagher and her family shared a two-bedroom apartment with eight people. Now Habitat for Humanity is helping her build a simple, decent, affordable home of her own. When we first found out that we were getting a Habitat home, it was like a dream. I kept saying, don't anybody wake me up. Not only is Mary helping build her own home, she'll buy it with a no-profit, zero-interest mortgage to keep it affordable. Habitat came out and built my home. And when Mary started building her house, I wanted to come out and give a hand. We're not just building Mary's house, we're building a neighborhood. There's several more to be built this year, and I look forward to working on each of their houses and seeing the joy of their face when they open the door to their brighter future. Habitat for Humanity. Building homes, changing lives. Support the work in your community. Visit Habitat.org. I feel very blessed. God has answered all of my prayers. We are home. Painful feet can affect our ability to enjoy the most basic activities in our daily lives, like walking your dog or cleaning your house, not to mention any physical activities you engage in. Thankfully, Dr. Larry Score brings to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely advice and resources to get you back on your feet and feeling great. Don't miss There's No Business Like Toe Business every Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Radio that talks with you, not at you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. 
You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. I'm Catherine Zox. Welcome back to The Catherine Zox Show on Voice America, voiceamericawomen.com, and the Health and Wellness Station. Welcome back to the show. I'm your social worker with your microphone, and joining me this morning is Lauren Nelson. She is Miss America 2007. Now, the Children's Educational Network has partnered with the Miss America organization to create the world's first Miss America Kids Safe browser. The Miss America Kids Safe software is being is built using Children's Educational Net- Network proprietary technology, and what it does is it prevents children from surfing inappropriate websites as well as protecting them from online predators. The software is being offered free online, and here to talk to us all about that project and initiative is Lauren Nelson. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're doing great work. Uh, you know, we were talking about you earlier, I have to say. You're beautiful, you're smart, you're talented, and now you have this wonderful initiative which is so important today. I was just talking to, uh, Lauren, I was talking to my boyfriend about this. You know, what do parents do? How do they protect their kids from online predators? And mm-hmm. obviously you have this digital crusade for online child welfare, and I think it's a great thing. Tell us, how does it work? What is it? Um, it's a browser for for kids. Um Children's Educational Network has gone in and they've actually pre-screened, pre-approved websites that they deem appropriate for kids to see. And so there's a list of all of these websites. So when parents download the software, that list is already put into the computer. If a child goes online, um, they have the opportunity. They can try to go to a different website. If that website's not on the list, I pop up as an animated figure and tell them, I'm sorry, you're going to have to ask mom or dad to okay this website. That way it provides parental controls even when the parent isn't right there sitting by the computer. Why do parents have to be concerned? Maybe we should step back a little. What are the statistics? Why do, I mean, it's a real compelling problem. Um, why do we need to be concerned that our kids are going to be watching stuff online that isn't good for them? Well, every day one in five children is approached by an online predator. And not only do we have to worry about online predators, we have to worry about cyberbullying um, and, and, and our kids seeing sub, you know, material that we know that they shouldn't be seeing. So the Internet is a great a wonderful tool, lots of educational opportunities on it, lots of great things that we can do in the communication side of the Internet is very, very important as well. But as long as we use it responsibly. Absolutely. We have to realize the dangers of the Internet as well. Now, you had a personal experience with that, didn't you, when you were a teenager? I did. When I was 13, I was in a chat room with some friends, very innocently chatting. We were chatting with people what we did know and we didn't know, which is our first mistake and one that many kids make. Um, we gave some personal information. We gave. We ended up telling an older man who we were and, and where we were, which is very, very dangerous because we didn't know any better. Um, you know, seven years ago it was a problem. It's an even larger problem now. So as Miss America, it's the perfect way for me to get to talk about something that's important to me that I've experienced myself. Yeah, you've experienced it firsthand. It's one of the, I think, one of the number one issues for parents across the country. So, I mean, you really are doing good work. What are some of the tips? What should parents know? How do they protect their children online? I know you have, like, seven key tips. What are some of those? The biggest tip that I can give is for parents to be involved with what their kids are doing online. Um, Ask questions, but make it a conversation and not an interrogation. Kids want boundaries. Teens want to be 
given rules, you know, or habits to, to follow by. But and if parents put that in place, then these kids are going to know a little bit more about the internet. Um, but like I said, making it an, a conversation, not an interrogation, is very, very important. Keeping the computer in a high traffic area. Um, if you're walking through the room, if you're if it's a room that's hop, highly populated with people, your kids are going to have a less chance of going and doing something that's unsafe. And also downloading the available software, the Children's Educational Network, the Miss America Kids Safe Browser, is free. It's so easy. It's educational and it's fun for kids to use. They're going to want to use it. Also, Lauren, one of the things you say, which I completely agree with you, and I think this is real important, surf with your children. Explain to them what the proper Internet etiquette is. Be there with them. Absolutely. You wouldn't let your child go to a party or go to a friend's house if you didn't know where they were going. Don't let them go to websites. Don't let them go places on the Internet that you don't know. Now, one of the things, you know, parents, I mean, you're talking and, and you're young. I know a lot of parents, my generation, even younger, and even some grandparents who are taking care of children are thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't even know where to begin. You mentioned the word software. How could, you know, is it easy to use? What do I do? So let's talk about some of the specifics of, you know, some, I, you know, I know a friend of mine wasn't even sure what the term browser meant. Mm-hmm. Well, many of us use Internet Explorer as a browser. Well, this is just like that, except it's a browser for kids. And so while they're browsing the Internet, my animated figure, my animated character pops up, gives, you know, random safety tips for the Internet. Parents can program my character to remind kids of chores or to tell them certain things. But the most important thing is that I pop up and I I give them Internet safety tips. It's repetitive education, which is exactly what our kids need. And it's so easy to use. You go to MissAmericaKids.com, download the software, and it's right there on your computer. Lauren, what's desktop lockdown? Desktop lockdown. <laughs> Did I? All right. Des- well, I, as I understand where you, where you can lock down the computer. Yeah. Okay. So that prevents children. From, well, as, as, yeah, I was looking at this, uh, some of the information that uh, I had seen on the net. Actually, I think it was on one of the websites that, that you were on. And it says that that desktop lockdown prevents a child from closing the Miss America Kids Safe browser mm-hmm. and accessing the Internet through another browser which is unprotected. So that's right. a really good safety feature that The you're great offering. thing is that the parents have full control over the browser. Yeah, okay, and that's what you want. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing you talk about is, and I think this is another important point, Lauren, is that um, if they come across, if the, your child comes across something that makes them feel uncomfortable, uh, that they can come and talk to you about it and you're not going to punish them. I mean, I think that's really, because I think kids are sometimes afraid, like they did something bad and they won't tell you. Absolutely. And that's what I meant by making it a conversation, not an interrogation, making it uh, very general and asking questions. If, if your children know that they can come to you if something does happen, if you've made it a conversation, then they'll be more likely to come to you if, if an event arises. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the website because it's a great website. It's uh, you know let's t- mention it again because people need to hear it. It is uh, MissAmericaKids.com. Miss- right there, you can download the software. Um, you can download the Miss America Kids Safe browser. Yeah. And you're an animated character on this website. I am. I've never been animated before, so it's kind of exciting. <laughs> Yeah, what's that like to be an animated character? That's very cool. It's very neat. She, you know, my character is wearing the exact same dress that I wore when I was crowned Miss America, and the Miss America crown is there, and it's really, really neat. 
That is very cool. Okay, so now what's the next step, I mean, with with this project? I mean, you're going around the country. You're speaking radio, television. Um, I mean, this is, like, really important. I mean, is, are there any statistics, you know, in terms of what they think, how, how this will prevent online predators um, from doing what they do? And as I understand it, what, there are twenty to 30,000 of them out there right now? Yeah, and as many times as we've, as we've seen these predators caught, we're just scratching the surface. So um, we're hoping with this software, and there is other software just like it um, that have different characters on it, but it's, we're hoping that all of these sof- this software can help to lower the statistics to help to make it a safer place for kids to, to use the Internet. Lauren, are, is there different software for different age groups? I mean, because, you know, it's different for maybe elementary school kids. Or, right. Yeah. There are different characters, and there there is different software for age groups. Um, there, I know that there's a Shrek browser, and there are a sports figures browsers for boys or girls. Um, so there are a lot of ways that it can apply to different kids. Right, so you have to just decide which you know age which category. one fits best. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and you can have, I guess you can have both, right? If you have kids different, I mean, some families have kids kids at all different age levels. You can. You can download them both. You know, I read the statistic, which I just think is just uh, mind-boggling. According to the FBI, there is a hundred percent chance that your child will encounter a sexual predator in an internet chat room. I mean, that's. In, in other words, it's going to happen. Unless absolutely, you do, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's important for kids to know, you know, the simple things. Don't talk to the strangers. Don't share personal information, you know, name, email addresses, home phone numbers, any of that. And, and, to, and involve an adult if you feel uncomfortable. It's one important for kids to know. Yeah, and one of the things you mentioned earlier, Lauren, which I think, uh, you know, this repetitive education is so mm-hmm. important, especially, don't you think, because you have the experience yourself, you know, when you have middle-class kids or you have kids who – you know, have good parenting, good families, they're used to listening to adults. I mean, they're, for, they're not really savvy in terms of, uh, you know, like being able to, to protect themselves in these kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come automatically to them. They're not street smart. So, like, as you say, this kind of a software program is repeats and repeats what the important things that they have to know and look for and the tips and those kinds of things. Absolutely. Every time they get on the Internet, um, a character can pop up. My character will pop up and give them Internet tips. And and also, like I said, the parents can uh, program my character to remind them of certain things to do, certain chores, or even other tips that they want to give them. Yeah, talk to us about that because that's interesting. You have Miss America there saying, like, brush your teeth, do your homework. Brush your teeth, (laughs) give mom or dad a hug. Yeah, Uh, I mean, the parents can program any of that. The great thing about it is that parents have the full control. So when you say parents have full control, let's say that the software is preventing the kids from going to a certain site, which is what they wanted. But then they want to add a site because, you know, it's, it's, there's something that's available mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. okay. Can they do that with this particular software? Yes, they can. Parents have full control of adding or deleting websites from that list that their kids can see. Okay, so it's not locked in. So it's to not say. locked in. No, they can add or or erase. All right, so you can do both. So it's very mm-hmm. flexible. It, it is. Yeah, but it's flexible in terms of the ch- parents make the choices. Yes. Yeah. So each, I guess, every parent in America should have this, shouldn't they? Absolutely. I mean, no reason- it's free. It's easy. It's great for kids. Yeah, so there's no reason not to. Abs- it's, that's exactly right. There's no reason not to. There's absolutely no reason not to. Well, great. Okay, uh, I want everybody to know, listeners, uh, ladies and gentlemen, MissAmericaKids.com. You can go there for more information. And we've been talking to Laura Nelson. She's Miss America 2007. And if you are just tuning in, too bad, but you can catch us on the archives, too. 
Children's Educational Network partnered with Miss America Organization to create this wonderful uh, Miss America Kids Safe Browser. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Thank you. Great to have you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This was uh, did Lauren, Lauren and Lauren, but uh, <laughs> this is something for you. You have an 18-month-old Sierra. Uh, it seems to me this was this is kind of a no-brainer. Why wouldn't a parent want to get this? I totally agree with you. Yeah. No, a no-brainer. Yeah, it's, it's funny because she's getting really good with the mouse, and I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be just another year or so. She's going to just know how to bounce around on the Internet and be able to go wherever she wants to go. Exactly, and then you've got to do something about it. And this particular software, this uh, Miss America Kids Safe Browser, what you can do is you can uh, um, do it for her age group. That was the question, you know, the, you know, because what kids in middle school and high school can can uh, look at is different than what a you know Absolutely. elementary school is. Yeah, so it's yeah. very different. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, great uh, Miss America Kids Safe Browser dot com. The software went live on October. Third, so it uh, just happened a couple of days ago. So uh, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> where am I? It happened yesterday. Uh, I'm on the East Coast, and I'm on VoiceAmerica.com, <laughs> and you are listening to Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller. We will be back. We will be back with Amy Dubois Barnett. She's the deputy editor in chief of Harper's Bazaar and author of Get Yours: The Girlfriend's Guide to Having Everything You Ever Dreamed of and More. Talk radio that informs, entertains, and enlightens you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Inner Health Through Homeopathy, hosted by Melissa Birch, CCH, with Dr. Tim Stryker. This show features a weekly discussion about homeopathy, a holistic approach to health care which treats ailments by bringing the entire body into balance. Homeopathy encompasses and examines the makeup of the entire person instead of focusing solely on a disease or ailment. The healing process involves physical, mental, and emotional changes which come from a wellness within. Homeopathic remedies go far beyond an alleviation of symptoms. They can restore harmony to the body and open paths to a higher level of awareness. Each week, Melissa Birch, CCH, explores a different health issue and individual healing processes with Tim Stryker, MD. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for inner health through homeopathy. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Finally, radio that has real depth. Voice America Radio Network. 
listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Good morning. I'm Catherine Zox, and I am your social worker with a microphone with Lauren Deller, president of Big Fish Nation and a business coach, life coach. You know, Lauren, I was thinking about this because we had... Well, we had Lauren Nelson on, and uh, she's um, one of those young women who's obviously on the road to success and doing good stuff and great things. You mentioned to me, and there's a, a magazine out that focuses on just this, you know, Women Getting Ahead, Pink Magazine. And uh, well, let's talk about Pink Magazine, because I went to Barnes & Noble, and I picked up Pink Magazine, and it's this... I couldn't. First of all, I couldn't find the magazine because I expected it to be in pink, or I expected the <laughs> title to be in pink. Is that stupid? I don't know, but I was looking for this pink title. Couldn't find it. Had to go to the head of magazines, and he found it for me. But uh, that's not a good sign. No, it isn't, is it? I was going through all those racks of all those women's magazines. I have to tell them that. I think I should really get in touch with the the person who does the advertising and the marketing because it's not. It wasn't in pink, and that would be the expectation, wouldn't it? At least for me, it was. Maybe, and I'm actually glad it wasn't because you know, if it was, it would just be too girly. Well, (laughs) but they they. Use the word pink. You think they it's do. too pink? But what's the uh, you know? There's that business that they women make millions and millions of dollars. It's all about pink and pink Cadillacs and Mary Kay products. Mary Kay, right? That's right, all right. pink. That's, it is all pink. Yeah, pretty and pink. But Pink Magazine, and uh, I finally did get the magazine, and I went onto their website, and their editor was doing this um, webcast. Very interesting. They're having like several conferences throughout the United States for women. They are. Which I think a couple of key cities. Yeah. What do they do exactly? I mean, what are these conferences going to do for women? You get a whole bunch of women together, um, and I know you were considering going to one of them. I'm considering going to one of them. What I like about what they're doing is it's they're bringing high-caliber women in to motivate and share business success tips with women from all walks. So that's what I believe those conferences are focused on this year, this fall mostly. It's mostly this fall. All right, so they're sort of what you would call inspirational. You go to because they're only two hours, which I think is a good thing. Some of these conferences go all day long, and you could really miss half of them. I mean, you want it, time so is true. money. Time is money, even for us, you know, for the uh, us ladies. I mean, you can't go and spend a whole day and then walk out of there and feel like you know they could have done this thing in two hours. And I noticed that these conferences with Pink Magazine, which are in New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Atlanta, um, Boston are sort of the 11 to 1 or 12 to 2 lunchtime talk kinds of things, which I think is a very positive thing. But So I was considering going to the New York one. So anyway, so what it is is you're taking women, like the women we have on the show today, Lauren Nelson, Miss America, Amy Dubois-Barnett, who is the uh, deputy editor of Harper's Bazaar magazine, and they are the primary speakers, I guess, and they help to motivate other women to be able to accomplish their goals or do what they want to do. Is that it? I think it's that first and foremost. And I think secondly, because they're bringing in high caliber women for their panel or their main keynote speaker for that luncheon, I believe that you're going to, they're also going to attract some high caliber women. So the networking is going to be of high end. You're going to meet people that are, have um, more more prestigious kind of positions and I think they're charging I'm pretty sure I don't remember the charge for these I don't think they're that outrageous but enough that for a lunch 
Yeah, they're $100 or so for a lunch, and that's a little bit high for a lunch, but I like that because it's going to separate the... It's going to the girls from the women. It is going to do that. <laughs> the men from the boys. You can't get lunch for ten dollars and just slip in there and see what's no, going on. Exactly. You I mean, have, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a substantial group of women, and I think it's going to be um, women that are either C level CEOs, CFO kind of leaders in companies, or women that have their own businesses and can afford to go to an event like that. So yeah, I, makes, I really like that. I do too. Uh, well. Is that because you're an elitist? <laughs> well, you know what? There's a time and place for everything. And yes, this is just I, one more venue. I agree. You know what? I, I do remember some of the prices, I think, except for New York City. New York, I think, was $120 for the luncheon. The others were, as you say, they were high, $70, $80, whatever, and New York was the most expensive. In its well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. It would make sense. Um, oh, why don't you come? Well, you and I can go together. We could go to the New York one. Yeah, you know, November 6th. You know what? I will look into it. I'll we make a dynamite team. That would be fun. <laughs> I'll wear expensive clothes and makeup and hair and <laughs> my best. Uh, but, no, they look like, and they've got this, the other thing is they have this really impressive website, which I, you know, very impressive. Um, and um, I actually like, think that this is one of the first companies is only about three years old, and what I love about their company is my sense is, is they actually have a stronger website presence than um, publication, you know, physical publication presence, and I like that because I really think as we're go- going forward, many companies are going to have to be sure that their online presence is more powerful than their physical presence. So, Lauren, do you see that as a trend? I do. I, you know why I see it as a trend? Because I'm going more and more. I go to, to companies' websites, as you say, rather than getting, like, hard copy information, whether it's the advertising. I mean, the advertising stuff for companies comes in the – in uh, when I get it at my house, I throw it away. I, and I, what I do is I check the website off of the marketing material, throw that away, and get online. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do I. And I think this – yeah, you're right. This is the trend. And then, of course, and then you can um, – it's, it's, you can get more information out there. It's, well, also, the information is more up-to-date. I mean, by the time the magazine comes out, the information isn't even up-to-date. So that's, yeah. It, to me, it feels like they're very cutting-edge, and they're not just cutting-edge, but they're cutting-edge with a high-level presence already. So I like what they're up to. Are there any other magazines, I mean, that are, you know, obviously, I um, can't, you know, Amy Dubois-Barnett, who's the Deputy Editor-in-Chief of Harper's Bazaar. I mean, that's a wonderful magazine, one of the tried and trues. But we're adding on to this list of women's magazines who have different focus or different they foci, do. don't they we? Do. Yeah. yeah, and there is one other. There used to be another magazine called Female Entrepreneur. It didn't last long. Um, Why? Well, I think that I don't. I really don't know the details to why it didn't last long. I think that they had a good following, a small but good following at the beginning, and then it's for whatever reason fell apart. Probably not the correct leadership, in my opinion. Um, however, I am seeing a new trend: Entrepreneur Magazine, which has you know been a magazine geared to entrepreneurs for years, just launched an online female female only presence. So we're seeing an interesting trend, obviously. So when you say female only presence, what does that mean? It's like, called I think it's called femaleentrepreneur.com or something of I'm not exactly sure of the URL, but it's really geared to women only. And I always wonder, Lauren, and you've had so much experience doing this. Obviously, you have that's that's your company. Uh, you know, doing uh, 
business coaching and now primarily for women, right? That's what you're going to do. Primarily focused on women, that's right. Yeah. And why primarily focused on women? Why? You know, I have such an issue about this. Personally, I've always said I would never go here because I always felt like excluding half the world didn't make sense and that men needed these services too. But here's the rationale behind it is my particular product and service has been attracting women now for five years. And that's who is attracted to it. So why not just speak to the people that are attracted to it? And that's what made me start focusing and saying, you know what, this is my niche. And you know what, women do need these services. And not that they need them more than men, but they take advantage of them more than men. So I here we are. I think women take, maybe they approach entrepreneurship from a different perspective. I, t- I think they different. absolutely do. I, and they, and in some ways they're more serious about it. And what I'm finding in, with men, and this is a very general statement, we're going to probably have issues around this, but I'll say it anyway. Say either, it anyway. Either men are really successful or they're terribly not successful. <laughs> you know, they're just not <laughs> successful at all. And they need to go back to a job. So I'm finding when I work with men, that's the extreme of either wildly successful and they seem to feel like they don't even need coaching, but they do it because they think it's the right thing to do, or they're really just not motivated to be, they're not motivated to function on their own in their own home or office. They just need to be around people to stay motivated. And women and are they not need, that. Yeah, they need the guys at the office. Or exactly. The other guys say, hey, you are great. You're doing great. Women are used to functioning in isolation. They take care of the kids in isolation. They take care of their parents in isolation. I think you hit on a good point. So when they have to sit at their computer with the kids running around and screaming and they lock themselves in their little office, they can do it and they, they can, can accomplish it. They don't need everybody saying, hey, you're wonderful, you're terrific, uh, you know, good job, Sally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's really true. I've coached a lot of men over the years and that's what I find is that there's, women are much more, um, they work very well alone in their office and they really respond well to having a support like a business coach. They, they respond well to that kind of resource. So Women are very used to living lives of quiet desperation. We do that very well. We do well. that very well. Yeah, and the guys have got to get out there in their suits. You know, you mentioned the difference men are either really successful at their businesses if they're an entrepreneur or they just blow it. Uh, and women, that's not quite the case. It's I wonder not. if men and women have a different definition of what's successful. I mean, maybe women don't, you know, they don't have to or they don't feel that success is necessarily making $200,000 a year, so they see themselves as successful if they're making twenty-five or $30,000 a year. That's a good point, and actually maybe they can. In other words, if someone else is the sole breadwinner in their family, then making twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a year um, part-time may be okay. So that is, you're bringing up a good point. However, what I'm finding with the women that I'm working with through my program is that people are, women are much more, from a financial standpoint, are making a lot more money than that. So they are, they might be the sole breadwinner and they may not be. So it's not really about money, it's about, um, it's about them striving to be more successful both personally and professionally. Yeah, and you hit it on it. Women consider being, I think that whole idea and definition of success for women not only has to do with money but feeling good about what you do. Right. And men don't necessarily have to, you know, they go to work, maybe they make a lot of money, they don't feel so great about what they do, but still they they view themselves as successful strictly in terms of the bottom line, the dollar. Right. And uh, I think men... uh, I'm just seeing that. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I do. I think that men, I met this person the other day. Hopefully he's not listening. 
I was on we're my walk. Show, you know, we want people to listen to the show, and that's the time we're saying, I hope they're not listening. I hope my mother's not listening. Okay, well, we hope he's not listening. Well, I don't even know his name, but um, I don't think he's listening. But he might be listening. Who knows? But my, he said, you know, I can't. Um, I, I've been working on my own for a couple of years now, and I really need to go back to a job. And I could just imagine that he was not, like, doing what it took to grow that business. And I think women are willing to do almost anything it takes to take a, take a business to another level. And they're open to say, to hear, what am I not doing? What do I need to do more of? Women are more open to admitting their mistakes. I think that's male-female brain. And you guys, you can call up if you disagree. <laughs> <I think that's, laughs> They're not listening. Are, this is women's talk radio, that's right? That's right. This is women's talk radio. Although I think this is health and wellness, which could apply to everybody. Uh, and if we're not healthy, they're not going to be healthy. So... Uh, I hope they are listening. Anyway, we have to take a break. We have, uh, <laughs> we'll leave them with that thought because uh, we have Amy Dubois Barnett, Deputy Editor-in-Chief of Harper's Bazaar Magazine, and she's going to tell us, actually, she's written a book about, all about it, Get Yours, which is a powerful guide that gives all women the tools they need to discover their passion, create their purpose, and live an adventurous and fulfilling life. I'm Catherine Zock with Lauren Beller, and I'm your social worker with a microphone. Talking about what you care about. News, relationships, health, finances. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Tired of those fad diets and exercise routines that you don't stick with? Want to find a better way to incinerate fat and energize your life without those worthless pills or gimmicks? Then tune in every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific to Fitness Truth with hosts Zach Hunt and A.J. Roberts. Achieve your weight loss and fitness goals and maintain them for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. That's Fitness Truth, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Did you know your child's asthma attacks can be triggered by things like shower curtains, a blanket, even a teddy bear? I feel like I'm choking. And there are many other things in your home and your child's classroom you may not know about. For the latest information, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. Sometimes I... My parents have to take me to the hospital. Help prevent your child's asthma attacks and avoid the emergency room. Call toll-free 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Or visit www.noattacks.org. I don't want to feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you're a male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. 
We talk with you, not at you. We're Voice America, Women's Radio Network, the new face of talk radio. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. I'm Catherine Zox. Welcome back. Good morning. I'm your social worker with a microphone on voiceamerica.com, Voice America Women, and Voice America Health and Wellness. Lauren Deller, President of Big Fish Nation, my co-host, we are... Uh, going to speaking going to be speaking to this morning, Amy Dubois Barnett. Actually, Amy is the first African American woman to run a major mainstream magazine. So she had a lot of challenges, obviously, and she has just achieved her wildest dreams and has written the book Get Yours, which is the girlfriend's guide to having everything you ever dreamed of and more. Which is what you're doing, Lauren. You are helping young women, I shouldn't say young women, you're helping women to follow their dreams, follow their passion, entrepreneurial. Definitely. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, you'd think it would be a, it's not an easy thing to do. I think this, one thing women do, we kind of, and I'm generalizing, I know it, but don't we always second guess ourselves? I mean, like... (laughs) We totally said. As a matter of fact, I had an email this morning from a woman who's um, in business for herself, and she was saying how she was trying to get something accomplished, and I said, just go do it. I emailed her back, just go do it. You know, pick up the phone and make it happen. And I spoke to another woman yesterday. She was sort of hemming and hawing about this issue and that issue. I said, you need to hang up the phone right now. Go do it and call me back. And, <laughs> and did she? Yes. You need that kind of one-on-one coaching. You, I think that that that's really what does it. Somebody to say just stop, just get out there, do it, and then you have to be responsible for making it real by calling you back and telling you that you did it, whatever it was. Exactly. Can we? We can't say what it is because then. It, well, it's all. Everybody has this thing that they're sort of hung up on. You know what I mean? It could be a little tiny thing. It could be a big thing. Um, but you know, those little bold actions make all the difference in the world. I always think of you with those bold actions, really, because uh, I I tend to get not as routine. I have a girlfriend who's so routinized. I mean, I could scream at her. She will, you know, she just does the same thing. She does good things, so it gets, you know, it's not that she's doing bad things. She does good things, but it's the same thing, and she'll continue to do the same thing for the next twenty years if she doesn't stop. The That's definition a- of what is it? A definition of crazy? Uh, no, what is it? The definition of where you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Uh, yes, exactly. And then, she, and she, yeah, and she'll call me, and she'll be upset about something. Well, did you try? To <laughs> well, you've got to make changes, but it's not so easy. I mean, it's you know, not. It's, it's, it's really not. hard to get out of our own way. But that's why we need great books, you know, like Amy's book, and that's why we need um, business coaches and life coaches, and because it gets us out of our way. Do you think everybody should have a life coach starting when they graduate from college? Oh, my God. It would change our world if even just for the first two years after college, everybody had a life coach. I have friends who have kids who are getting out of college now. Okay, And one of the things, these grown-up kids deciding whether to go to graduate school, let's say, or deciding whether they should get a job or get a job and go back to graduate school, all these kinds of conversations. I'm thinking, and the parents are the ones who are advising them, right? Uh, But... And some of these parents haven't been so successful themselves, so I wonder why they think they can give this great advice, right? Right, exactly. And that's the wrong person to motivate. Yeah, it is the wrong. They love you and they want the best for you, but that doesn't necessarily... I mean, I have a friend who's always giving her kids advice about money, and she doesn't know how to make a dime. That's the wrong person. (laughs) She's the wrong person, but... 
uh, here's a niche market. Somebody needs to, and maybe it's out there. I don't know. You tell me. I mean, Lauren, is, are there coaches who actually get these kids out of college and help to start them on a career of business? Co- I mean, a I life love this topic. I love this topic because I think there is this career coach and their career counselors, and you know, there's been the guidance counselors, and that's our, our and it's totally different. And I think what happens is, is that we don't educate our kids of what is really possible. What do you not? Not what's your strengths and, you know, you're good in math, so maybe you should be a math teacher. I don't care about that. I want to hear what is, like, what do you want to do with your life? What would be make your life feel like you are have such impact in the world, which is what we want, you know? So I, that's a whole different conversation and a whole different story to have with an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old, and that's you can guarantee that I'll have that conversation with my daughter. You know, what? Yeah. who cares what you want to, what, you know, what's your best grade in math is i want to know what you want to do you are too but you are too connected to her no matter what your intentions are that's exactly right the whole over emotional override there that gets in the way you know it's true it is true you can't look at her objectively just like going to a site you can't go to your parent as a for a psychiatrist or a counselor it's the same way i think there's that element of a business coach if you're trying to evaluate what your passions are when you're a kid and your father wants you to be a lawyer and your mother wants you to be a, a doctor and you have you know you want to be an actor hey you're in trouble it is i have a, um, a friend and a client actually and i haven't worked with her for a while but she um has a, she, she's a very successful single mom and her daughter is um wanted to join the peace corps and this is her daughter is, you know 20 something i don't know you're young young and her daughter wanted to join the Peace Corps, and now she decided she was going to go work on, like, some corn farm and help, you know, bring in the corn. <laughs> <laughs> just what every parent wants, And right? you know what was most amazing is this mother just said, you know, it's not really what I had envisioned for her, but if that's what's going to make her happy, let her go do it. And now the most recent idea that the young woman has is that she's moving to Hawaii to learn to be a massage therapist. And, you know, the mom's like, you know, I didn't expect that either, but, you know, I'd love to visit Hawaii at Christmas time, so go for it, you know. (laughs) And in 10 years, she will be the CEO of a major company. She probably will, because she'll have experienced so many different things in the world, and her mother wasn't judging it. Actually, she was at first, and then she decided what what was that going to do to their relationship if she did and she realized that it was not going to be good for their relationship but as a parent our fears get in the way and you can't help that so, i'm sure yeah and and, it's, and i think this whole mother-daughter relationship and identifying or over identifying with your daughter that can be all those issues so there i mean there's a perfect example i think of engaging a, a business or a life coach uh right from the beginning and then just take it through your life at different stages, I think. Yeah, and you can let the you know let the relationship, the life coach relationship, go and pick it back up in a couple of years. And you know, it's just if you know that that's a resource to have in your life to raise raise your bar when you're not able to raise it yourself. Exactly. That's what they're there for. All right. Well, let's talk to Amy Dubois Barnett, the who is author of Get Yours: The Girlfriend's Guide to Having Everything You Ever Dreamed of and More. She'll tell us in five minutes how to do it. She is the deputy editor in chief of Harper's Bazaar. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. Amy. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. Great. We got okay. We got five minutes. Tell us how to do it, and uh, it, it's uh, what women can do when they want to make changes but don't know to where to begin. That's one of the big issues I find. Well, absolutely. It's just a matter of taking that initial step. You know, really figuring out where it is that you want to start. Because once you take a small step, then the momentum builds, and change happens. Once change happens, then change starts to happen. 
right, you, you achieved your wildest dreams, but it wasn't so easy. I mean, I look at you, and we talked about you earlier on the show. I mean, you're brilliant, you're gorgeous, you're talented. Uh, you went to Brown University, where my son went. You have a degree from Columbia. I mean, you can do it, but what about the rest of us who don't have all those, you know, attributes? Yeah, but the thing is, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I had an incredibly awkward stage for years growing up. Um, I was not attractive for most of my life. And then right after college, um, my mother passed away. Um, She was my best friend, and it was a very, very low time. And during that period, I was working at a job that I hated in an industry that just wasn't for me. I had no money. I was living in a basement apartment, and I gained 30 pounds. Um, So I, I really went through a... A, uh, a period that I think the most of us can identify with where you don't know what you're going to do next and you don't feel confident. And I one day looked at my life and I realized that nobody was coming to save me, that it was up to me to figure out what life I wanted to live and how I was going to move toward it. And from that moment on, I shut out the voices of everybody around me telling me what to do or how to think, and I started to listen to my own voice and honor my own passions and move toward the dreams that I created for myself. So, Amy, what you're saying, well, two things stand out. Well, for you, it was a crisis, the death of your mother. Um, I'm wondering if we always need a crisis to give us that push. Some of us do, I guess. Some of us don't. But and also listening to yourself and realizing that no one's going to come and save you. I, that's kind of a mantra that I hear a lot from my female, my girlfriends, and, and relatives. I mean, letting go of that and say you got to do it on your own. I think it's incredibly important for women to realize this, and it's a frightening realization um, on a certain level because you think, oh God, you know, you're waiting for that knight in shining armor, or you're waiting for somebody just to, to come along and fix your life for you, and all of a sudden you realize that no matter how much everybody loves you. You know, that's the thing, you know, your friends, your family, your, your boyfriend, your husband even, no matter how much they care about you and love you, they cannot crawl inside your skin and live your life for you. So it's, it's frightening, but it's also empowering because you understand that this is your life. You own your life, and you can make it whatever you want. Yeah, so we don't have to always be looking for that authority figure. We only have a minute left. I have to have you back on the show again. I want to make sure that listeners go out and buy your book, great book, because you have interviews with very famous, well-known women, um, and you have quizzes to take and all kinds of brilliant basic tips so that how we can get along with our get on with our life and create our own uh, purpose and live an adventure, adventurous, I like that word, and fulfilling life. And you can go to bookstores everywhere, Barnes & Noble, uh, and go to your website. Do you have a website we can go to? I do. It's amydubois.barnett.com, and my book is also available on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Thanks, you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Amy Dubois, Deputy Editor-in-Chief of Harper's Bazaar Magazine, and you can purchase her book, Get Yours, The Girlfriend's Guide to Having Everything You Ever Dreamed Of and More. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Zeller, and you've been listening to Voice America, voiceamerica.com women. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>